right. <laughs> How's Kansas? It's okay. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> Maybe that's why it borders Oklahoma. It's just okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. Never thought about that. It's <clears throat> not any better in Denver, really. So. Yeah, it can be rough here. It's uh, I'm, I'm looking northward, man. I'm telling you, in 10 years of heading north, I figure uh, the world will be on fire, and I want to be where it's at least a little cooler, hopefully. That's my that's my theory. Well, I was just discussing with my friend James earlier how Yellowstone, the super volcano, oh, yeah. erupt and kill. It'll kill. He's in Omaha or Lincoln, but it'll oh, yeah. kill Lincoln and Denver first. They'll go pretty much by the way. You know, yep. in Kansas, they'll be alive for a few days and they'll eventually get snuffed <laughs> out by the ashes. But if I, uh, if I have any notice at all, I'm just going to start driving north. <laughs> yeah, I really, seriously. And uh, I, I'm, I'm like, in, uh, honestly, I'm like, I've been a city person my whole life. I'm thinking like Maine, <laughs> like where nobody is, or even Canada. I can't get anywhere. I can't do comedy. So. Oh, there's 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 a, there's some uh, banging clubs and banger. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a hot comedy town. I know what's in Maine. I do on my on my my personal comedy website. I have <laughs> spreadsheets of all the mics and shows everywhere in the entire country. It's not as up to date as it used to be, but it's there. Um, so I know what's going down in Maine. There's not much. Is it I'm, Portland? Is that about it? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Dublin. I'm going. Oh, to Dublin has a decent comedy scene. Yeah. Um, I can get a job in accounting anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. Let's hey, do what you got to do. Trump wins again. I'm leaving the country <laughs> for four years. I don't blame you. We honestly, if my, I would want to keep my kid here because he's a freshman in high school. So I don't want to, although Canadian schooling would probably be just as good. I, I don't know where else I'd go. Here's the thing about Canada. They don't want you. Oh, I understand that. Unless you're going to offer them something. That, that's why I think they're great. <laughs> they should have a, huh? They might need the teaching thing or whatever, the paraeducator yeah. special needs yeah. thing. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know if they had the same outbreak of autism that we did, but I'd like to think that uh, they need some people up there with, I got a four-year degree. I got halfway through my teaching certificate, so I'm not uneducated. I've never had um, any your statistics up there. Um, my older son, my third child, has Asperger's. Yeah. Um, I, he's 19. Oh, yeah. My oldest has autism. He's 22. Yeah, Caleb is Caleb. We caught it really young, and he got a lot of therapy, and we did a lot of work. We, I did a lot. Of work. <laughs> I say we. Yeah. We is in me and his therapist, not we is right. in his father. Yeah, I cannot speak as highly of my ex-husband as you can your ex-wife. Oh yeah, she's um, awesome. <laughs> I got lucky. Yeah. No. Um, I hope she, I hope she speaks as highly as me because I was pretty involved. Yeah, they. They tried to say he had ADHD. Well, they put a, a lot of it's under the similar umbrella, especially for Asperger's kids, because a lot of them can talk a mile a minute. I could see why they might make that misdiagnosis. ADHD. Yeah. I just knew it wasn't ADHD. Also, they didn't spend, they spent like an hour with me and him, and he was five. Of course, he didn't sit still. There yeah. was a, a thing filled out by his teacher, who was a third grade teacher, teaching kindergarten and she had no patience for it 
oh, yeah. that young anyway, but she was convinced he had ADHD. So of course that is how she filled that out, you know, going yeah. towards ADHD. And, and after an hour with my kid, they wanted to put him on drugs. So yeah, that's set scary. Me up with the nurse. And you she want him on Ritalin? Um, no, it was, I don't remember what the first drug they tried, they wanted to try, but I was talking to her and I was like, isn't there, cause he's five. I was like, isn't there yeah. anything we can do besides medicine? And she said, yeah, there's behavior modification therapy, but that takes a lot of work on the part of the parent. And I'm like, tell me what to do. I'll try. I was gonna say, that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'll do anything to not put my five-year-old on medication uh, unnecessarily. Yeah. And I just, I was like, what about Asperger's? She's like, no, he's playing with his brother just fine. He doesn't have Asperger's, which is totally not fucking. It's just Alex knew how not to set Caleb off. He learned yeah. the triggers and he did what he needed to do to not make him flip out on him. Yeah, exactly. So, well, if he's the, was he, is he older? Is Alex older? Alex is two years younger. Oh. Year, one and a half years younger. Yeah, well, he's that's still, if, yeah, if he's known him his whole life, you know, he's, yeah, he's yeah. going to know what bugs him and what doesn't bug him. Yeah, he... Because Caleb used to set his cards up in rows by color and yep. real straight like a car lot. And then yeah. Alex would crawl over there and grab one and start chewing. Uh, oh, man. So Caleb would just take the car and beat him with it. So <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's... Caleb once punched a kid for not playing checkers right. Yeah. When he was in like first grade. And he yeah. was like, he still to this day is like, I don't regret that one bit. That kid <laughs> punched he was an idiot, you know. <laughs> He's already. Yeah, that's, that's something I always have to control with my guys that, that I work with. It's like, you can't hit him. I know he might have messed up your world and that really fries your brain right now. <laughs> and trust me, there are a lot of people that want you to hit him, but I can't, can't hit him. Not at school anyway. Sorry. Pretty nonviolent yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, I think most of the kids I noticed, at least in my school, are really good about it. He's a softie, but I got him therapy really early. We, thankfully, I left and tried, read some books and tried to do some stuff on my own with diet changes and behavior modification therapy and for like a year. And then I found a good therapist that diagnosed him correctly. And he eventually did end up on ADHD medication, but not till he was like nine. Yeah, it's good to wait as long as you can on that. They tried to put antidepressants on Logan when he was like seven or eight. And I fought it as much as I could. That was when I, my ex-wife and I first got divorced. And I was like, is this part of the, you know, I mean, she was always pro-meds, which I guess she needed them. She had severe yeah. depression in her family and she had it herself. But I was like, I, and I'm the opposite. I try to, medication's the last resort. And so uh, I think that was more her kind of saying, uh, you fucked up the marriage, so. I'm going to medicate this child. And I was like, well, why don't you not blame him? I mean, he has issues. There's no doubt. And has had issues. But <laughs> uh, after about a year, the meds weren't even looking effective. And she took a trip to Ireland and I took him off the meds, <laughs> which I did it as, as gradually as I could in the three weeks she was gone. She was not happy. But I was like, sorry, doing it, doing it. And the med now, med I didn't even need him on the meds. Um, the schools needed the meds, and they took a med that they didn't. I didn't give it to him on the weekends. I didn't give it to him in the summer. Um, I, they were fine. I could handle them. But yeah, and so Caleb stopped taking them when he went to middle school. When he changed classes, that helped everything. And Alex, um, he got put on ADHD medication at the same time, so he was eight, yeah. and he. Um, 
took him till middle school and then we took him off of him to see if he would be okay without him and he's not okay without them but then he's yeah. refusing to take them and he's 12 years old and he's as big as i am and i can't force him to take the pills so. right yeah if you don't want to take them and yeah, so I'm, kind of, I'm going through that with him logan's now 15 and he's He's not sure. He that's an antidepressant now. Before it was a couple things. I think part. Of, I'm surprised that the school told you that. Was it a medical doctor through the school, or was it like the teaching staff that they need to take medication? Yeah, because they're not supposed. At least here, they're not supposed so, to do that. Um, they didn't I mean, they, straight up say he can't come to school. He doesn't have his medication. Right, but even I mean, they're not even supposed to make that suggestion. At least that's that was my oh, understanding. No. Yeah, well, through the school. Was, what happened was is. Um, I kept forgetting to take him. I forget, kept forgetting to give it to him. Right. And he would get in trouble on those days. And then the yeah. school would call me and I'd be like, oh, I forgot to give him his medication. And then um, it got to the point where they were like, why don't you just, and also he doesn't eat breakfast if I give him the medication. It makes him not hungry. So yeah. I want him to get a good breakfast in before he takes the medication. So we agreed that they would give him the medication at school. Um, so that he could go eat breakfast, take the medication, yeah. go to class. Better with food usually. But then the next year we got a new nurse. Mm -hmm. And I guess the rule is if it can be given at home, it needs to be given at home. And so yeah. the nurse called me and I was like, look, lady, I don't need him to take the medication. He's fine yeah. with me. You guys need him to be on the medication. Yeah. So don't give it to him then and he just won't have it but before you decide that why don't you take a minute and go talk to the principal and go talk to his teachers and the uh, the office staff go talk yeah. to the people that have to deal with him when he's not medicated and see what they think of it and she called me back like 10 50 minutes later was like, <laughs> okay we can keep giving it to him <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I it depends i mean depends on the kid i mean some kids i've had it depends on the antidepressant or the or the medication or how it works um, some people, some kids need to take it before they get to school because it's a slow release. Um, but I can tell you, and I'm not defending them not wanting to, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm understanding because it's crazy now with the peanut allergies and the asthma, you go into there and it's like, there's just an entire wall with just packages in it and the kids pictures on yeah, it. And you're like, Jesus yeah, Christ, is everyone about to die? He had an inhaler too, but, um, it was a small school and the staff, um, it was, it was a small school and the staff was very good. The office staff yeah. had been there for a long time and I, it was a great school. I love that school. Um, until I got a new principal, that's a whole different thing. But, yeah. um, <laughs> I know what that's about. <laughs> what surprised me when we, we moved to Colorado when they were in middle school for two years before I did comedy and, um, that the schools there were pushing the, um, they were getting in trouble for not doing the Pledge of Allegiance, the, the teachers. Oh, yeah. And um, I had to do that once here at a school too. Go mama bear, as I call yeah. it. And, I, and I'm like, you got in trouble for what? And then one of the teachers there in Denver, uh, in Aurora said that her husband was in the military and like she took my kid out in the hall and gave him the school about it. And like cried to my 12 year old to guilt him into doing the pledge and he still wouldn't do it i'm so i'm so over people acting like every guy in the military was john wayne in the 50s i'm fucking over it i i had just got through a three-year relationship with a woman 
and uh, she was on a military base in Germany. And she said it was like avoiding wolves all day. I mean, just guy, every guy. And it didn't matter, married, non-married, relationship, no relationship. It's like, please, they're not all fucking heroes. I'm so over that, that, you know, oh, well, I serve my country. I serve my country. I pay my taxes and I teach kids. We all serve our country. You may pay off. That doesn't, they're fighting for any veteran I talk to. Yeah. It's like, doesn't like people using them like that because they're like, I also fight for his right to do, not say that pleasure. Exactly. You know what I mean? And if so any, yeah, any veteran I know, and they're all of different political beliefs are like, yeah, don't know. He should be able to do what he wants. Um, I've seen both. I've seen guys that say, no, I, I, I fought so you could, so you should stand for that. And, uh, and respect that flag. And I've seen the opposite too, where, oh no, yeah, that's what I fought for is the right to not. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's what makes this country different. Yeah, we, we had a, for, it's I weird. Had, what? I had a pamphlet to give the school from the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's, it was dumb. Uh, it wasn't dumb. I get why they did it back in the forties when they added under God, they were freaked out by communism um, and other, you know, all that other post-World War II stuff they were afraid would infiltrate us. The Cold War was just beginning. So I get from a political freak-out point of view why they did that. But, yeah, it's like, you know, it's. I think Doug Stanhope said something about drugs one time, which I think I applied to democracy. You don't need to advertise. If it's good, it'll sell itself. He's like, you ever seen drugs advertised? No. You know why? Because they're awesome. Same with the, a, a fair just good democracy you don't need to i don't need you don't need to indoctrinate me into knowing how awesome it is i will see it yeah but, um, yeah and it is it's really scattershot i find how the the, the pledge i think it all depends on the principle because i it, they used to pipe it through a uh, logan school i'd hear it sometimes i go in the morning through the entire school and like the kids would read some announcements and then they'd do the whole thing for the school then at my my last school Sometimes the, the principal would say, it's time for that, time for Pledge of Allegiance. And then sometimes she'd forget, and some teachers would do it and some wouldn't. And now nobody does it in my school. Like the last two years, she, our new principal doesn't care about that, which is fine with me. I was like, I, I don't know why. Yeah, it starts off, yeah, you're in the freest country in the world, and we're going to start with a little bit of indoctrination right off the bat. Drives me crazy. Oh, don't get me started about the meals in, that, in the schools either. My my kid wants to declare that he didn't like this country. <laughs> He's not proud. Of my my son literally has a little rough. It was a little rough, but I like that he's critical because we need critical people. Yeah. Um, but he said he said I want to get out of this shithole. <laughs> he was talking about the whole country. I was like, wow, that's <laughs> no, I no with all this bullshit lately with politics yeah. and then i watch oliver stone's the untold story of america or whatever on oh that man and i'm like fuck this country <laughs> it's always been fucked it's always yeah. been ran by the rich it's nothing new what we're doing now is nothing new it's yeah. always stuck from day one i want yeah. fucking out i want to renounce my citizenship <laughs> fuck out of here yeah where would you go europe if where would be your first country dublin Oh yeah, are you from? Um, is that? No, I just have to have somewhere where I have a good comedy outlet. Yeah, Dublin does, and they're they they don't have a lot of women. They actually want. Oh them. yeah, 
No, no, it's not too far for the if you want to go to the fringe fringe festival. Yeah. Um, and it's in uh, it's in Edinburgh, right? It's not I, don't in know if I, can, huh? I don't know if I can be that far from my kids. Yeah, that'd be the hard part. Yeah, if it, for, it's package deal for me. Yeah, my kids are. I mean, they're going to be in Wichita, but like, I need to stay within eight hours of them. Oh yeah. So I can yeah. drive back if I need to. And the, Denver's the. I love Denver too. Like, I like Denver. It's a good town, generally. Colorado. I like yeah. the city. I like the liberal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay here in Boulder. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's got too much. <laughs> My favorite area is like Archer and Broadway, down where Irish Rover and Mutiny. And oh shoot! I used to work right there. It's so, it's dirty and it's gritty still a little bit, you yeah. know. And I like that. Yeah, that's like old Broadway. I used to work at. There's a place right there. I think it's Mapleton or Archer is the cross street. It's called Lou Jack Liquors. I don't even know if it's there anymore. But I worked there back in the nineties. Is what? There's a little liquor store on the corner, like south of Archer. Yeah, this one was like in the middle of the buildings. Um, I can't remember the exact address, but it was, it was really close to Ellsworth and Broadway. Yeah. And that, yeah. that was a long time ago. That was 1994 when I worked there. Um, but yeah, back when, back when there were actually actual homeless people on Broadway a lot. It's There's different. There. I see them. Yeah, that's true. I actually visited um, Christina Kleeman a few days ago. Because she was, she's been really lonely, and so we hung out and had Chipotle and sat on the bench at Fifth and Broadway and just watched people go by. There are, there are still a lot of poor people down there. That's true, but it was way crazier in the '90s. I think it was uh, just now. Yeah, they're they took they're building more apartments right across from Irish Rover. Yeah, yeah, it's all going up, man. It's crazy. I know. I'm not a fan either. <laughs> My parents live in Wheat Ridge, and. Uh, you know, that whole gentrification has been moving west from the highlands for probably 10 or 15 years now. And they hate it. They call them fuglies when there's like a little tract of land and they put a real new modern looking house. And usually it's like two or three stories. So it's blocking views and pissing people. Oh, yeah. But they call them fuglies, which I think is pretty funny. It's funny here. My 72 year old mother go, oh, they're putting up another fugly at Tennyson and 33rd. <laughs> I think my area is going to be ripe for gentrification soon where are you at alameda and federal but oh yeah i yeah. see the, the the first i wrote a paper in college about gentrification and the corruption and um like local politics that allow yeah. it to happen these are things that have been in the works for a decade you know what i mean they oh yeah because they start with an increased police presence to make it safer Right. And then they make it safer, which raises property taxes. And, and it just they just make improvements to the yeah. area that supposedly are for the citizens there, but it's really so they can tax them out of the area and they have yes. to sell their shit and then they can tear it all down and build yeah. the fuglies. Yes. Um, people yeah. forget that it's a gradual, it's gradual but quick process. It's not, it's uh, people just think, oh, some white, some really cool white guys had some money and came in and were willing to live in. No, there was, there was a, there was a, a setup for this. Yeah. There was a collusion. <laughs> yes, exactly. Builders and real estate developers and the city and the yes. county government. Yeah. And like you say, it, yeah, it, 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 it's greasing the palms of councilmen or getting the councilmen in that you want. 
and it's changing zoning laws and all that. Yeah, there's a whole network, isn't there? And I, I you know more than me if you wrote a paper on it. But I, yeah, yeah I've seen, I, I, my minor was political science, so I see a lot of that stuff. It's I have a minor in political science on an accident. <laughs> How'd you do they, that? They were just like, I just had to take one, like a, another class, any class I wanted in a certain level for my bachelor's, you know, for one of the requirements. And, and they were like, if you take a fifth political science class, you'll have a minor. And I was like, oh, nice. So I'll take that. <laughs> Where'd you but, go to school? Fort Hayes is where I got oh, my yeah. Is that Western Kansas? I forgot where that was. Yeah, okay. I got my associates at Hutchinson Community College. I did it all online in accounting, and then I got a bachelor's in business and communications yeah. with a minor <laughs> in political science. Wow. Which sounds <laughs> impressive, I know, but it what what did it get you? <laughs> well, I got them in 2015, and six months later or so, I started my I started doing comedy, and now I have no desire to use them. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I'm, I got mine back in '93. I got history with a minor, and that's just what you did. Yeah. The, the guys like my counselor is like, uh, oh, you, you're majoring in history. Well, you get your minor in political science. It's just what you do. And I was going to teach with it, and I only got halfway through the teaching certificate, and that was back in 93. Then I met my wife, and there you go. I haven't been to school ever since. And I really don't have a desire to get back. There are people that are like, you'd be a good classroom teacher. I was like, I, I, I get to walk away from this place after seven hours and not think about the parents and the administration and even the kids. It's, it's brutal being a classroom teacher. I was going to be an English teacher, like a high school English teacher, and they have you do, like, the intro class where you have to spend 10 hours at each like oh. elementary, middle school, high school. And after yeah. doing that, I realized I can't work in elementary. Those kids are too noisy. And yeah. they ask a lot of questions I can't answer. And <laughs> yeah. no, and middle school kids are weird and they just stink. And there's just this like oh, layer of fucking <laughs> angst and sweat yeah. and just awkwardness everywhere. It's thick in the air, you know? Yeah. And um, the English teacher was making them read Romeo and Juliet. And I was like, do you have to? They're like, yeah, it's part of the required curriculum. You're going to have to teach Romeo and Juliet. And I was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> and then high school, they're assholes. Fuck them. Yeah. I would lose my job. I would go yeah. off on one of them kids. Uh -uh. I'm actually transferring to a high school um, over the summer because – the people that I work for now do not want me there. And so I'm like, okay, I don't want to go to middle school. If I have to, I will, but I'm, I'm trying to transfer to, to the local high school. For one thing, my kid goes there, I can be there for him. And I'm, I, I, when it comes to special needs kids, I think high school kids are generally pretty easy. You know, they're not that hard. But yeah, if I were in the general population, that's originally what I wanted to do. Then once Columbine happens, like, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> like, they're shooting people now. What the hell is going on? So, yeah, it's, I, it, I think it takes, you got to really, any teacher I respect, you know, as long as they're not doing any stupid shit. Um, but yeah, I, I respect them all just for being in there. I don't, it, it's, it's hard, man. I watch what they go through every day in elementary and I'm just like, Jesus. I have five teachers. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, I was really surprised. I thought they had like the second highest drinking percentage, like after cops. And I was wrong. They're, we're like, I think we're down at 11th. I was really surprised. 
<laughs> I was like, because those teachers, like, on Friday nights would go out do an FAC, and they were just, they're pounding. I mean, like, these little 26-year-old tiny women are just, just throwing them back. <laughs> and I'm like, man. Uh, but apparently we're not as bad of alcoholics as I thought we were, so that's something. The suicide rate amongst teachers. <laughs> oh, God, I had to check that one. That might be high, too. I, 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 haven't, I haven't lost any since I was in the five years I've been in high school, but... <laughs> I don't remember any teachers killing themselves. No, no. it's Like on a wide scale. Of course, I don't know any cops that have killed themselves either, but I know. No, almost, you know, it's funny. We hear about these high suicide rates. Who's doing it? I don't know who's doing it. I don't know anyone. I have, my friend is a vet and I know he loses vet friends frequently. That makes sense. Yeah. When, especially if you've done combat or anything that's going to give you PTSD. Yeah. yeah so. That totally makes sense. But yeah, he's not. He hasn't killed himself yet, so. Yet. Not for lack of trying. <laughs> Not for lack of trying. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's giving a shot. But that sounds, you sound like yeah, a, you could go into the shitty wife mode and go, you're not even good at killing yourself. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Can't I you do him. anything right? <laughs> well, we dated, but I didn't say it mean like that. We were joking around. I was like, you just need to stop trying to kill yourself because you're real bad at it. Like, seriously? Like, <laughs> I just watched, uh, do you remember Daryl Hammond from SNL? Yes. Yeah, um, there's a special on him on Netflix called Cracked Up. Have you seen it yet? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. He was, like, apparently severely abused as a child. Grew up in Florida. And it's, it's more about that than his, I mean, it's obviously because he's a famous person and did comedy. But, uh, man, the, it, it was pretty rough. It was kind of rough. He was very emotional in it. And he, he was, like, out, out outreach places trying to talk about it trying to help other people but man it was a uh, it was, it was it, i never cried during it but i there are some places where i thought i might sounds like just what i need to watch to kick start me out of this depression i mean yeah yeah that, yeah that'd be a good one yeah just <laughs> then i can come to you later and go how'd it go with killing yourself <laughs> yeah don't do that one if you do do it with uppers don't don't drink <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't Okay. Know. But yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, if it's not exactly a comedy special. No, I, uh, I don't have, I'm like the kind of depressed right now, or I'm not like sad. I just, yeah. I don't care. I just want to sleep. I just well, don't care. <laughs> well, it's hard when you see just people being complete idiots. It's like, what, what happened to us? You know, I mean, the no, country didn't no, know it's no, good. Huh? No one cares in Kansas. No one's wearing masks. I mean, yeah. the working are, but not the citizens. Jeez, and I, I admit I don't wear a mask, but I'm I'm getting my groceries delivered, and I, I go on walks. That's it. And I go on walks, and I stay away from people. And I should have a mask on. My I was supposed to go to my dad's today and get some, but I haven't. Um, I have masks, but they make me have panic attacks, and I hate them. Yeah, I get it too. I, my my friend uh, that I walk with, he he doesn't wear one either. He wears glasses, so that he says that's not not helpful. That you know that doesn't make it comfortable. I get it, but I'm like, did you see that thing in Oklahoma where the guy went in and threatened people because this is in Stillwater where uh, yeah, OSU yeah. is, and you know, and he threat, and that just shows that you threaten somebody with a weapon, you don't get arrested. The I mayor changes, huh? Not if you're white. No, exactly. And the mayor changes the rules for you. Instead of you getting arrested and thrown in jail, you go, oh, yeah, I guess this asshole's right. Um, and uh, we can just, oh, no, no masks anymore. <laughs> go where you want, do what you want. It's just a pandemic. 
yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, they don't care. No, they really don't. And that's the other thing is like, don't call yourself patriots. Patriots care about other citizens. You're just a selfish asshole. You know, that's all you're being. I don't know any of those people personally that I'm aware of. Yeah. But I have lived amongst them enough to know their way of thinking, why they're thinking it that way. Yeah. And their reasons to them are just as logical as your reasons, you know? Yeah. If there's no amount of talking to them. No, it's con nothing you can say that's going to shake their it, belief it's, system. It's conviction. Uh, it's conviction. You can't overcome conviction, even with sometimes, like you say, what seems logical to us or to me isn't going to one of them. It's going to be. I, I, I see that some of their points. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm just like, but why, you know, do you, can, uh, did you, can you at least look and see that this is just a, this is like a couple months. This is nothing. I know. I, and my thinking has evolved over the years. I, you know what I mean? Like as yeah. I've traveled around, that's another thing these people don't do. They don't leave. Okay. They've they, never been to another country. They've never been to another country. They've barely been to other states. They might go over yeah. to Missouri, you know, or they go down to Texas for some hunting or something, but they yeah. don't travel. They don't, they just go yeah. to other areas where there's more people like them. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't take in other, other cultures, even in their own country. And so as I've evolved and traveled as a person and met different kinds of people, it has changed the way I think about some things for the yeah. better for the most part yeah. um and and they haven't done any of that and they're not open to it anyway i went to a my when i was married my wife and i went to cancun in 2007 and uh it's it's really cool down there and they have a place called uh, tulum or uh, chichen itza not tulum chichen itza and it's it's basically like a mini machu picchu it's it's mayan and it's not just one building it's like an entire town of pyramids and and ball courts and it's an it's an amazing you know um i was gonna say architectural archaeological wonder and i think i think it's actually you know how they have the seven wonders of the world and i think uh, this is like the second set of seven wonders it's really incredible and you go you go you're staying in um you're staying in uh cancun and for us it was about a three-hour bus ride but it's like one little bus and they pick up some people a little further north i think it was and then you head south and so there were people on the bus that had been there about an hour more than we were. And we're on the bus about another hour. So they're two hours in, we're one hour in. And they, they're bitching already. And they're from the South. They're talking about, you can hear it not only in their accent, but the guy even said he was from Alabama. He's like, and I know he's trying to be funny, but there's also some, some spite behind it. Because he's like, he goes, he goes, you know, oh, yeah, they talk about the blue water down here. Well, you know, I can just get some food color and put it in my bathtub. <laughs> You know, but it was their way of bitching. It's like, you're about to see one of the top 14 wonders of the world, according to some people. This place is amazing. And you're bitching yeah. about a four-hour bus had, bus had TVs on. It wasn't like a chicken bus or a goat bus. It was a nice little bus with TVs and shit on it. I'm like, you kidding me right now, man? It's and just my, embarrassing. My friend went down to Mexico to do, like, stomach surgery for weight loss. And he's got some, he's a comedian. He's got some jokes about, about the people that were there with him complaining about <laughs> because the bus driver like whistled at a girl or something like that. Yeah. And so of course, one of the white women, one of the fat Karens was like, 
You That's a great name for a band. I'm sorry. <laughs> be disrespectful or something. He does oh, it better. Geez. He tells the story better. He was there. At <laughs> but yeah, yeah, about how these obnoxious fucking white people were just bitching. Ah, oh, Jesus. Shut up. You're Amer Amer Why are you know if America? It's not, so yeah, it's not even your country. If America's so fucking great, why are you here getting discounted medical service? Life saving <laughs> medical services. You know? Shut up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's annoying. Um, yeah, I just I've seen I've seen embarrassing behavior out of my fellow countrymen. Sometimes sometimes they're awesome. I it's gonna it's like it's just like anything else. They're fifty fifty. Uh, I've done a decent oh, amount of traveling. Well, at least I was lucky. Maybe I got lucky. And I was around a lot of good people. But like when I was in Europe, I ran into other Americans. Most of them were cool. Um, I went to India back in two thousand eleven, which was really great. But uh, I was only there for like nine days and I don't think I saw any other Americans if I remember right. It was all, yeah, it was yeah. just, I was working for a corporation and uh, I was actually training people to do some other stuff. Some of our outsourcers, which was ironic to me to always, it's always ironic okay. to me to teach outsourcers to do their jobs better. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of jacked up. I was only there another couple of years though before I was you gone. You do the so, job better, yeah. but we're still gonna pay you shit. Exactly. And but for them in that country, even their shit pay is better than a lot of the people that they share their country with. You know, it was like, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it was it was they're working in an air conditioned building. What I was doing is I was uh, mapping satellite imagery, and they were doing some of the projects. They were helping us with some of our projects for government contract, and so they, but they're you know they're in an air conditioned building. You know, they're working with computers. They get to sit all day. I think for them, that's probably, you know, I know in India too, I mean, tons of people are in the computer industry and all facets of the computer industry, but still it looked like they look pretty happy. The one, not the two places I went where I had to share information, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it I, was weird. Any other country yet. Um, I haven't been since 1995. Oh, wow. So I'm gonna need med uh, lots of drugs to get me to fly over the ocean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I heard Ambien's good for those long flights. I don't know though. I don't. I've never done Ambien. Ambien I, I'd have to make sure. I'd have to have somebody with me who was gonna babysit me if I took Ambien. I <laughs> That's true. And I don't. Yeah. I don't like to make big plans like that with the thought of having somebody else in it because humans are unreliable. So yeah. The only way to really plan something like that would be to plan it by myself. So um, I'd have to go alone. So I could probably do some Xanax. Well, I've heard that's good too. But Ambien would Ambien would definitely work. I just might embarrass myself before I just <laughs> not remember any of it. I might try to fuck someone. I don't know. Um, Ambien Helen, Ambien Helen, <laughs> my last ex-husband. I've had three. Um, we were like gonna get divorced and like we went through the big fight. We, you know, we were still in the same house, but it was settled. It'd been a couple yeah. of weeks. It, things had settled down emotionally a little bit while we were trying to figure this out in a reasonable way to separate. And, um, but he was sleeping on the couch. And we had a roommate at the time in our guest room that was gonna be there two more weeks. So there was nowhere else for him to sleep, but the couch was very uncomfortable and it was hurting his back and I wasn't sleeping out there. We had a yeah. huge bed. So I was like, just sleep in the bed, put some blankets in between us, just sleep <laughs> in the fucking bed, whatever's gonna shut you up, you know? I don't fucking care. 
And I'm taking Ambien anyway. I don't even know you're in the bed. Well, Andy and Helen, I wake up one morning. I'm trying to get ready for work. I don't have time to deal with this. He says, did you mean everything you said last night? And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, what? And he's like, you told me you love me and you wanted to get back oh, here fuck. and do the tribe and have sex. And I was like, Jesus. yeah, sure. That's going to work. I can't do it. Breaking up with them all over again. I was like, maybe, maybe it'll be, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get back in love because you know it wasn't always bad. Maybe we'll get back to a good place. And in 20 years, this will be a funny story about how Envy and Helen saved our marriage. Um, and things were great for like two weeks. I was like, maybe this is gonna be okay. And then right yeah. back to the way everything just went right back to the way it was. And but by then the roommate was out, and I moved him upstairs. So, yeah, it was, uh, he was like a, you know, like you ever like taken like a stray cat and you don't necessarily hate that cat. You just really don't love that cat. You yeah. Know, you're keeping it alive because you know, if you take it to the shelter, it's just going to die. They're going to put it down, but it didn't do anything worth killing it for. You know, you just don't really like it. And it's, 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 you know, fucking with your ability to live your life. Yeah. You want. yeah. It's the right thing to do. <laughs> Keep yeah. It alive. <laughs> so I I had to keep taking care of him until I mean I married him. He didn't have nothing. I I you know as my mom would say I made my bed and I had to lay in it. Yeah, but he has to lay in his bed too if he's not if he didn't. Well, I helped him get an apartment, and then after anything that happened after that was on him. Yeah. I helped him yeah. move out. I had the money. He didn't work. I helped him get an apartment. I helped him move out, and then after that. It was all on him. My mom still would help him with rides and stuff for a little bit after Jeez. we split up. Because he doesn't drive. He doesn't know how to <laughs> No one ever taught him. Right. Oh, man. You can pick him, huh, girl? How long was that one? How long were you married with him? Oh, married legally? Or uh, just together? <laughs> we were together all <laughs> three years. We, we weren't together married for... We didn't even make it to our one-year wedding anniversary. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not easy. <laughs> He's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Helpless. He's such a victim. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was going to... I couldn't do comedy the way I wanted to do comedy, dragging him around. He was a dead yeah. man. He wasn't adding anything to our relationship. Yeah. Was he supportive in the comedy or not? Or was he just kind of... Uh... He want he went with me to Mike's and stuff so he could smoke everybody else's weed. <laughs> we got to get the fringe benefits somehow. You hear all the, you know after you split up with someone and people start telling you how they really feel about them. <laughs> yeah, there was a I, lot of that. There was a lot yeah. of. Because I apologized to my friends when I came back here to visit my comedian friends. I was like, I'm really sorry. And I would I brought weed back for them. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I'm That's really sorry. Funny. I know that my ex-husband was like, hey, man, you got some weed? Um, <laughs> obnoxious about it, but yeah, it was saving me money to not have to buy him extra. <laughs> um, That's funny. Yeah, I, I was. that was the one thing about the last person I was with. Uh, that lasted about three years as well. I can't even keep um, him around. Which was nice because sometimes you get that. Huh? I don't even keep him around now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 nice if you have someone that 
likes you and wants to go to your mics. And she just enjoyed comedy, so that was helpful. You know, she wasn't there just for me. She was like, oh, I like going to watching your friends and people you know perform because they're good. Yeah. Especially yeah. this scene. It's pretty easy to go to an mi open mic and see good stuff for the most part, or at least. The like, kicker came when, um, well, I told him when we got together that comedy was going to come first. And I even used his birthday and in in our anniversary as an example and I said, I'm not going to do it for some stupid bar show, but if I got a good opportunity and it's your birthday and or our anniversary, we're spending your birthday or our anniversary doing that comedy thing if you can go. Either way, I'm going to do it. And he's right. like, that's fine. I totally understand. Sure. Mm. And then um, I, got into, I got into a festival, but they called me and they were going to give me like a closing, like headliner set on a Saturday. Oh, nice. And, and they wanted to make sure I was still going to be able to do it um, before they made the announcements. And I was like, yeah, I understand. I produce a festival too. And she's like, yeah, we know who you are. So I'm like, and these people are in like Baltimore or Washington, D.C. or somewhere. So I'm like, <laughs> they know who I am, you know? I totally <laughs> yeah. validated. Yeah. But I had to leave the day before his birthday and I came back the day after our, our one year, oh, God. our first wedding anniversary. And... Um, so I tell him that, and then I, I'm excited. I'm like, fuck yeah, and I get up, and I make my coffee, and I'm like having a great Saturday, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he's just being like a fucking stick in the mud and being just grumpy all fucking weekend. And then finally Monday night when I get home from work, I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? Why are you so upset? And he's like, you know, I understand you have to go, but you at least could say you're sorry. And I'm like, but I'm uh... not sorry. I'm not sorry. Why would I say I'm sorry if I'm not sorry? And he's like, I'm like, I'm sorry you can't go with me because you have a job now. I'm sorry that we can't afford for you to go with me. I am. I would like for you to go out there and see the world too, but I'm not sorry. And uh, yeah, so that started the downfall of our, what led me. Well, especially what had me just told you that that was okay. <laughs> yeah. I think there's, there's that, and that's still around. I think that that's, that's part of the society we've built. The whole world, I think, but especially here, it seems like there's still that attitude that's okay for the man to go away for a week and, and um, yeah, but, but still, I think that, don't you think that, I do at least, I think that's still a thing where, like, I never had a problem with it, because my ex-wife always made more money than I did, so I was fine with that, but I think there's a lot of guys that still, I don't know, what do you, I mean, maybe not him personally, but what was he pouting about then? Because he always had to have something to pout about. Oh, well. He couldn't geez. just be happy <laughs> or grateful for what he had. Yeah, I was going to say, I, maybe I might, maybe I have like a chemical imbalance because my mom and I are both like this. My, just like, we're just giggling our way through life like a couple of idiots. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled with it. I used to think, I used to hate it because I don't stay serious for very long. But I, I always tell people, you can be. A gigantic goofball you can be completely immature and still have an 800 credit rating yeah <laughs> you know you can still be responsible i'm none of the above <laughs> i'm i mean i had four kids and i raised them as the younger two mostly by my pretty much by myself my older two they have my girls have a dad my boys have a dad my life's very complicated well it used to be very complicated it's not now because they're grown and i don't deal with any of the dads so it's no big deal but um my girls' dad was a dad we co-parented it was fine yeah. um we obviously didn't get along all the time that's why we weren't together but he has a new wife i love her it's great um yeah. 
my boys' dad always picked his women and he over his kids and he married these horrible people and dated these horrible people and he would always pick them over what was best for his kids. And yes. It's just a nightmare. So I pretty much raised them by myself. Um, yeah. I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, we were talking about, I think before that, we were, oh, guys maybe earning more money or no. I don't know. <laughs> but I, you know, I've been the breadwinner and I've also been the one that didn't make the money. But no matter what my relationship, I controlled the money. Mm -hmm. um, my ex Andy made a lot, made most of the money. He made a lot of money. He was bringing home like a thousand dollars a week when we lived in Denver because um, he worked for the dog food plant. But I controlled the money. He didn't buy a soda pop or a candy bar without checking with me first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, that's where I would have called bullshit. <laughs> well, I, I refused to do it because I've, I've dated people that sound like, man, that would be nice to have to just take over my money and I wouldn't have to worry about paying the bills. Mm. Like, you think so, right? Um, I was like, no, I never want to have that situation. You don't want me to have control of the money because I won't be able to control myself in, in having control of the fucking money. Like, no, yeah. like, if I'm ever going to cohabitate with somebody again, it has to be like a roommate situation. Like we yeah. pay, I pay for the, you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah, just want, eat 50, 50. Yeah. yeah. I don't care how much money you have us make. I just need to turn that off. My dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also don't ever want to live somewhere with somebody that I can't afford that place by myself, which is tough in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't yeah. want to get into a situation where I have to be with somebody just because if I don't, I don't have anywhere to live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, that's scary. Hey, I want to show you something funny because my dad just reminded me of this and I have it here. Okay. So you've seen the movie Birdman? Okay. Here's my little claim to fame. My uh, my aunt Joanne, Joanne Corelli, she actually produced the Deer Hunter, and uh, she also produced the Sicilian, and she also produced um, one of the biggest flops ever, and it actually changed the face of. Um... Yes, son. What do you need? Uh, there are some kids out there like playing in the pond, and I was wondering if I should warn them about like the glass in there. I wouldn't worry about it. Unless you want to yell out the window to him, that's totally your call. All right, just checking. I don't, I don't no. want, you're going to add this out. Well, maybe, but that's fine, whatever. <laughs> He's a good kid. Well, Did you hear all of that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, <laughs> he really is. He's he's way better than me. He's got a better soul. He got his mom's soul, thank God. Um, but <laughs> he, he's a good kid. He really is. He, hard he ass. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard because he's like, Super smart too. He knows he's smarter than me. <laughs> That's dangerous. Which, it's yeah, it really is. And luckily, he has some humility about it. But yeah, he's he's got a like a 140 IQ. I'm just like Jesus Christ. He went to the specialized school and now he's at the regular high school. But anyway, so the, so so this Birdman thing, I just want to say, it's kind of funny to me. So so she's a member of the Academy because of you know her production, you know, success. And so when the Academy does what they've been doing for quite a while is they send everybody like uh, a DVD of the best film of the year, rather than having screenings and stuff, they'll just send DVDs to all the members of the Academy. Hopefully they watch it when, and, the, and then they vote. And she, uh, she sent this copy of Birdman to my dad or her brother. And <laughs> he's so funny. So this came out in 2014 
And I, I love the movie, and, I, and I've watched it a couple times. He's always like, well, bring it back and make sure it doesn't get out of your hands. Like, it's fucking Gold Bar from Fort Knox. I'm like, because, you know, you're, she wasn't even supposed to, to share that with me, you know. And <laughs> you understand it's a six-year-old movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, the stuff that goes in through his head that he thinks is important just blows my mind. So, but that, I just thought that was kind of funny, and it was just funny that he called just now. You know, I told him I was doing a podcast with you, but. That's, that's that movie cool. okay? You still got the Birdman? Yeah, exactly. He does. He wants me. He wants me to bring it out to him when I go when I go there tomorrow. He's like, make sure you bring Bird Birdman. You've had it for like a month now. I'm like Jesus, Dad, really? Yeah, he's bizarre. Are you? Does are you raised in Kansas? I was raised in Kansas. Yeah. What was your dad like? <laughs> My dad um, was the best man ever. He was nice. Daddy. And he traveled a lot. We moved around a lot before eighth grade. So I was born here. Then we moved. We moved every year because he was a roofer. He'd follow a storm. He'd oh. years worth of work. We'd follow him out. And um, then my little brother was born. And for some reason, the life that was just fine for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Can't huh. be that to this kid. Um, we got to do this one right. And um, <laughs> no, my dad was gone most of my childhood. So I, he'd be home on the weekends. Um, every weekend if we were lucky, but there'd be times he'd be gone for like three months when I was, oh. he tried not to stay gone that long. Cause when I was a little baby, um, from like seven months to 10 months or something like that, he was gone. And so when he came home, I didn't know who he was. And I ran from him. I was walking whenever he came home and yeah. I, I, he, he was like, come here, baby girl. You know, and I was like, ah! yeah, yeah, and, we home, and I hid from him and I was afraid of him and I didn't remember him. And so yeah. that made him sad. So he tried to not stay gone that long when, until we were older. But um, he would come home and just be the king of the castle. Not that he was a dick, because we all just missed him. And um, he'd sit in his chair, and I'd take his boots off, and I'd fetch him a Pepsi. And I was the remote for the TV, because, you know, it's like 1986. We all were, yeah. It's 1986, <laughs> exactly. you know. Yeah. And um, I'm 42, so I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a young oh, yeah. I know yeah, I... I <laughs> I know I look like I'm in my thirties, but I'm not. Um, but he, but yeah, he, but he was very like expressive with love, you know, verbal. Yeah. And he was, you know, he hugged me and my brothers and uh, yeah, but he just wasn't there all the time. But I don't remember having a problem with it. I was like, I got mom, you know, and yeah. he asked my little brother who's 11 years younger than me, you know, did it, is it bother you that I'm gone so much? And he was like, no, I got mom. I'm fine. You know, <laughs> you're fine. Um, yeah. So he wasn't a real hands-on dad with any of the real parenting. He used to slip me twenties to clean my room. So my mom would shut up. <laughs> um, that's, that's what he nice. did. He's like, can you just clean your room? So she'll shut up. <laughs> no, I don't care if your room's clean. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Okay. She basically, for everything you hear her bitch about, I hear twice of it. Seriously. And yeah, that's good. And that's good to hear, though, because that's a real reality. But I think a kid needs to hear about a relationship. <laughs> yeah. They need to understand that. Yeah. No, they gave me a very good example. They met in high school. My mom never even kissed anybody else. Huh. Uh, they had the love in their eyes for each other right up till the end. My dad nice. died in 2011. Oh. And still has the spark for him and she yeah she'll never be with anybody else and how old was he was he young 63 yeah, oh, he yeah. younger than average 
No, you know, he did not take care of himself. He had congestion, yeah. heart failure, and he smoked. Yeah. He was pre-diabetic, and he did not take care of himself at all. It was like 10 years he was sick. Yeah, that's and I said goodbye to him three times before it was really the time. Yeah. We'd been through it twice. Oh, goodbye, Dad. I love you. And then he pulls through. Yeah. By the third time, it was like, can you just pick one? Can you, you just, whatever just, die? <laughs> seriously. If you're not going to take care of yourself, Look, can you just die already? I'm feeling a little stupid to saying goodbye over and over. Yeah. My dad's, uh, my dad's 73. Um, that's funny. So you're 10 years younger than me, and your yeah. dad was 10 years younger than me when he died. But he, that, you, he, so your dad, oh, okay, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, he was born in 48. You were born in 67. Yes. I only know I only know so much about you because you just put your whole life out on me. Oh, Jesus. And yeah, it's quarantine, and <laughs> I got time to watch it. Um, yeah, thanks for watching. Whatever you watched, I appreciate it. I just, I honestly would love if, uh, if other people want to do it. I hope it's something that, I don't know. I, I Some nights I was like, okay, I got a lot of shit to talk about, and this is pretty good. Then the other nights, I was like, Jesus, I was just fumbling. I was like, why? I feel I would like look into the camera and go, sorry. Well, no one's probably going to listen to this podcast. I don't even edit. Um, <laughs> I have a few that need to go out before this one, but I don't even edit them if they're for nice. Fat Lonely Bitch. I don't edit them. <laughs> um, fat Lonely Bitch is because it started because this guy um, pissed me off online. <laughs> He said some, like my friend made a post about, he's a comedian, my friend likes stand-up and improv. What? And so she made a post, <laughs> a positive post about improv, and he made a shitty comment about it, because male comics like to do this. They like to just come along your Facebook feed and shit on your joy. <laughs> Look at Helen, she looks really happy with her bag of weed that she found in her car. Let's talk shit about how shitty that weed looks. <laughs> Fuck that she's happy with it, you know? And so he was shitting on her joy, and I was real sensitive to that at the moment. So I told him to drop dead. <laughs> and I called him a cunt. And then he went off. Just like so many responses to the comments before I got back there. But then I just like fucked with them and was like, calm down, buddy. Put <laughs> your panties in a wad. Relax. I was just roasting you. I was just kidding. And this made him look crazy. Totally gaslit him. He totally fed into all of it. It totally nice. worked beautiful, right? <laughs> But in the process of insulting me in several messages, he basically called me a fat, lonely bitch. Oh. And I was like, yeah, I'm fat. That's a fact of my body type. Um, I'm lonely. <laughs> Who's not lonely right now? Okay. Yeah. And I'm a bitch. So what? You got, me. you know what I mean? Like, it's not the obvious. So I made a fake comedy album, Friday album. That was my profile picture where I'm like hitting a joint and I look like I'm trying to look like Al Pacino or not Robert De Niro. Nice. I look like I'm doing a Robert De Niro impression, but I was really just hitting a joint and I was bored and I just took a series of pictures and one of them came out like that. And so then I called it Fat Lonely Bitch. That was the name of my fake comedy album. And then I was like, I'm just gonna record, so I was recording podcasts for Art of Comedy, but those are very edited. I'm keeping, you know, I only want certain things talked about on there because it's yeah. a nonprofit. But I was just chit-chatting with these people for like an hour and a half, two hours sometimes. So I was like, fuck it, I'll do a fat, lonely bitch podcast, and I'll, I'm fat, lonely bitch, I'll talk to anyone about anything. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I got this. So I just slap it up there. I don't have time to edit this shit. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, like I said, I, you probably noticed my, the, the ones I was doing, those 10-minute ten ten minute videos yeah. were not edited. They're 
were barely, I mean, sometimes I'd have to write down little outlines, like what I do during those three years that was interesting. And that was the most I ever did. Talk for an hour. Yeah. yeah. We're not that interesting. Yeah, it's not, it's, uh, I mean, it's, I, I can see if you're, like you say, if you format it and, and you and you have a series of questions for a comic and they can thread their jokes and you can definitely make an interesting show for an hour, it's I think. That long a book is not even comics. They don't have to be a comic. I talked yeah. to my friend James, he's not a comic. It's anybody that is willing to talk to me and have it recorded and put on a podcast, yeah. I will talk to you, no, whoever you are. But you were talking about the other one you do, right? The, the other, other one, one you do is like specifically about it's female comics and oh, it's female. Okay. Things we talk about. I can put on a wig. <laughs> Shave that day, maybe. No, you don't want. You don't want to pretend female comic. <laughs> All right. That is so amazing, John. <laughs> no, because I post for submissions for my female festival. And oh, okay. All over the country are like, go put on a wig, yes. and I'm like, you can submit. I can't promise you're going to get in, but I'll take your $15. Anyone can submit. Yeah. Um, where's our mail festival? Oh, my God. No, I'm not that much of an idiot. I'm an idiot, but Jesus. Yeah, because we know, we all know that comedy still isn't dominated by white males. It is. <laughs> yeah. in general, yeah. And yeah. so the nonprofit is about first women and then the LGBTQIA community and troubled youth because we'll get a lot of grants for troubled youth. Ooh. I wasn't gonna, I originally didn't plan to work with youth, but the lady that helped me set up my nonprofit was like, yeah, there's a lot of grants for troubled youth. And you can, you know, a lot of them you can use for just your overhead expenses. They don't have to be. And I was like, hmm. And um, but yeah, obviously I started with women, but just to teach them comedy and improv yeah. to help them. I want to go into prisons real bad. For real? And work with the women in prison to give wow, them, be cool. them comedy. Not me teaching them. I'm not a teacher, but yeah. someone else. I'll go still. But yeah. um, I mean, I guess I could be a teacher eventually. I haven't been doing it long enough to be a teacher. I still yeah. have my own learning to do. It's, I mean, I can uh, real newbie newbie people. It's quite a curve. How long you been doing it? Four years. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. The last year, pretty much completely devoted to it. Yeah, good. I, I left my husband and I left my job and I abandoned my children and moved to Denver and went all in and now I have nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, hey, you got this is if there was a good town to go to that's close to Kansas. I get you picked a good town. I huh? go to the pot store and get my edibles that keep me safe. Yeah, well, and and I've heard people from the coasts call it um America's comedy playground because there's so many mics and there's so many chances. No, to it's because all I'm interested in is stand up. I don't yeah. have an interest in acting or, you know, improv or right. being on SNL, any of that stuff. I just want to do stand up and I want to help other people with stand up through my yeah. nonprofit. And I'm really interested in, I like new comedians. I was going to do a newbie showcase that as soon as pizza places can have people in them, we'll start again. But yeah. Giving people their first shows, giving them their first yep. money, giving them their first feature set or their first headliner set. Because until somebody gives you 30 minutes, you don't. Yeah, I don't know if you can do it. 30 minutes. And exactly. That's exactly what I do with the Mercury. I do yeah. the exact same thing. I love new comics and their energy. You know, if you just hang out with a bunch of old comics, they get bitter after a while. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't want to know. I, let me learn those lessons myself. There's probably a better way. You know, yeah. I, <laughs> especially if you've only gotten to this point, it's like, you can give me information up to this point, but if you haven't gotten here in the amount of time you've had, like I, I can't talk, I've been doing it a long time and I, I, I came to a place where I'm, I know I'm a part-timer. I've rarely had a chance to go all in. Um, you know, I, I started this with my kids were young. Yeah, and so I yeah. can only hit the mics once in a while. And then once I got divorced, I hit it hard, but then I got my kids back. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. My kids are grown. My youngest is a senior. He's with his dad. It's fine for his dad. He needs someone that's gonna, he doesn't like living with his dad and he didn't have a problem living with me. He's like, why yeah. would I leave? Um, yeah. So he needs, or he's never going to push himself out into the world. So it's good for him to finish up there. They, he hasn't attempted to see me at all since I've been here. I called him when everything went down and I was starting to panic. And I was like, should I go back to Wichita where my kids are? So yeah. I, I talked to my kids that live here. My, my daughter who's 21 was like, mom, whatever you want to do, like don't rush back here for me. I'm fine. And then my son who's 19, said kind of the same thing, but you could tell he really wanted to be like, mommy, come home. But he was like, you just do what's best for you, mom. You know, and. Um, Doing I, like his, uh, sorry, <laughs> I, was, I forgot her name. You know, who's the actress that, I can't think of. Um, Joan Rivers? No, older, older. Um, fuck, fuck it, I can't Audrey remember. Hepburn? Not Audrey yeah, Hepburn. Not the other one, yeah. God damn it. Catherine. Catherine Hepburn. Hepburn, thank you. See, I prove that I'm over 40 because I can't remember anything. <laughs> know, you know, the guy, the thing. So yeah. I'm sorry. Make I didn't... Of, <laughs> make one of my parents that when yeah, exactly. it's all coming back. Yeah. But my younger kid, I called him. He rejected my call and texted mm. me, what? W-A-T. Oh, geez. And I didn't even respond. That's all I needed. I, I, well, I was just like, nothing. I got all the information I need. Thanks. Yeah. And I was like, he's not wanting me to rush home for him. Yeah. Well, fuck him. And he's been <laughs> seen me since I've been here. He's going, he's at that age, though, where he's trying to assert his independence. He oh, definitely. Senior in high school. Yeah. And fine, assert it all you want, buddy. Yeah. Assert away. He'll come back around. They all do. Yeah, you, fi you figure it out, you know. They figure mom, they find out mom's actually pretty cool. <laughs> I, I, I had a cool mom. I'm lucky because both, both of my, my dad and stepdad were kind of idiots. So they weren't horrible, but they weren't great. So I got lucky. I had she a good was... mom too. I still have a good mommy and she still takes care of me. I'm really sad that I can't see her. I'm here and I can't go hug my mother. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, yeah. I've, Usually she's I, the first person I see. Yeah, that's why every week I go over there and mow their lawn, my mom and my stepdad's lawn, and I like, and we just talk. She's the reason I did comedy. She laughs at everything I do. <laughs> it's like, well, what about my number one fan, too? Yeah, so. That's my little brother. Yeah. He started comedy six months before I did, and that's how I found out there was comedy to do here in Wichita and got into it, but yeah, was... she's always laughed at everything he's done. Yeah. So funny. He was a good boy, though. I was a terrible kid. I treated my mom like shit. I called her a stupid fat C-U-N-T when I was yeah. 16. got in her face. And she that, was not. She was a great mom. I was just an asshole. No, yeah, that's well, like you said, that's what we do when you're young. That's why I was way nicer to my mom than my younger half-brother was. 
And so he wonders why, hell, why does she favor you sometimes? Because I didn't call her a bitch like every other day in high school. I've never called her a bitch. <laughs> She's 73. I'm 52. I haven't called her a bitch once. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I know it's even now my stepdad, he's like, you and your mom have a bond that I'm even jealous of. And I go, maybe it's because she had me when she was 19. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know why. We were so I found that as a woman, people just being nice to me goes a long way. <laughs> Seriously. People are like, why'd you date that guy? He's such nice. a loser. I was like, he was nice to me. Yeah. And then I, he wasn't, and I left. But I think, um, that's, that's true. He's nice. Pretty he simple. These guys are like, want advice on picking up women. I'm like, it, you just talk to him. Yeah, don't be a psycho. Be nice. Human. Yeah. Just be nice. Yeah, don't be demeaning because they're as smart, if not smarter, than you. <laughs> I watched that show, Last Kingdom or whatever, on Netflix, and the king's daughter gets taken by the Viking people, right? Yeah. Her husband's a real asshole to her and treats her like shit. And so she falls in love with this Viking guy because the Viking guy's nice to her. He tells her she's precious. Okay? So she's like, fuck my country. I don't care if they go to war. I'm in love with Eric and I'm not leaving. Okay? Because he was nice to her and gentle and loving. Okay? And he's a Viking, so you can be both men. What's the moral? I'm a guy. I don't get it. You can be tough and strong <laughs> and kill people and then come home and be loving and sweet. For he's, got, he's got eyeballs and blood hanging off his coat. Honey, how was your day? Yeah. <laughs> Just shit in his beard, teeth like, and let stuff. Let me wash before you hug me because you're too precious. To get <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fucking that's right. Christian blood on you. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, they're women good and they're women i mean yes they raped when they went over there okay. yeah i mean yeah they treated their women good they treated their women good <laughs> and they women were women would fight with them women were not you know they were held more equally with them than than yeah. they they didn't have the, to keep them the out celtic them. women maybe weren't as big of fans is that what you're saying <laughs> when they went over to the islands and <laughs> did what they did everybody was doing Oh, I'm not. I'm not. English <laughs> Why are you rationalizing for the guys here? I'm confused. <laughs> Everyone was doing it. Muslims were raping Christians, and <laughs> it was a part of the war at the time. It was a. Well, it was. A of war. We kill. <laughs> we kill the men and we rape the women. It was a tactic of war. No, I get it. Well, history guy, remember? We want to impregnate them with our. Yeah, with our. Christian seed, <laughs> ankle deep in blood while I'm nailing somebody. I, 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 that's not a good ambiance, is it? <laughs> I just killed your husband and I threw his head in the corner. Want to fuck? White men. Hmm? white men are garbage. Sorry. I, that's okay. I can deal with it. I'm off white. I, I've said that for a very long time. <laughs> I got that Southern Italian in me. I, I'm, I'm almost African. It's uh, I'm okay. <laughs> Just across a really thin sea, and I, I'm in North Africa. I'm good. I'm real white. I'm very uh, yeah, you got what you got. Well, Riker, is that your maiden name? Yeah, that's my name. Yeah, yeah so that's German. What else you got? Uh, Boer, also German. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the others. That was my mom's <laughs> maiden name was Boer. Uh, Masteller. Wow. It was my grandmother's father's name. There's a drop of Irish. Yeah, I got I got some of that too. Native American, and then German, just a lot yeah. of. Yeah, 
I well, looked hey, after a very large German woman, my great grandmother. Let's she find a Japanese there. comic and we could be the new Axis. An Italian, a German, and a Japanese person. There you go. That's all we need. Axis in World War Two? No, don't want to do it. I understand. <laughs> we could call I don't our tour. Want to see Nazis. Thank we you. could call the tour the Blitzkrieg. It would do I well in certain states. Huh? I don't want to be a Nazi. You don't I have don't to be. associate myself with Nazis. No, go with the old Iron Cross. You don't have to go with the swastika. No. <laughs> go with old. Go like World War One with the the pointy thing on the helmet. No, <laughs> absolutely not. That. I, I bet, you know what's scary is I bet that tour would do well. <laughs> there were enough crazy, either you get crazy people or you get Trump supporters would go to, to that, go to that tour. Woman. Huh? It'd have to be a Japanese woman. Oh, man. Oh, God, I'm that's no just woman. funny. I, I come and see you just pounding the mic, and then I pound the mic, and then, like, this docile, she's even, like, in a kimono and shit, just super docile and then trying to drop jokes. I think that's hilarious. There's not, you know what? I can't name a Japanese comic in Denver. I, there are very few Asian comics in Denver. I cannot I actually. Know. I don't know if she's Japanese, but she'd work. Um, she may be Chinese. She's super funny, though. What's her last name? Yay, Y E, Bernice. Oh, I don't know her. She was okay. on my festival last year. She's up somewhere north, Seattle, Portland, somewhere up there, but she's super funny. And she's got jokes about, you know, she, she got her American citizen and shit. Yeah. She's super funny. If it's Yi, it's probably Chinese. Usually a short, the shorter, like, Asian names are usually Chinese. Now I feel racist. We got, huh? That's not racist. That's knowing, that's knowing my surnames. She would work as a Japanese person, though, because people are stupid like me and they don't know. <laughs> no, I, I honestly do know that stuff, just like I said, from the history stuff. But, uh, yeah, honestly, I, I was thinking, like, in, in this town, I know Linus Leas, and I've talked to him. He's, I think, the Cambodian or Vietnamese descent. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, James Zhang is, that's definitely a Chinese last name. Is Linus the tall skinny one that's mixed? With the glasses? Or is he the young one that's like 18? Uh, Linus is, pre is pretty young. He may, Linus looks 18. Yeah. Uh, he wears glasses and, yeah, uh, no, that's the, yeah. and I think he's mixed race as well. Yeah, I think you're yeah, right. There's this one kid that I think might be from Boulder. He's like 21. He's real tall. He's like, multiple he's like white african-american and some asian oh, i can't wow. remember he's a very good looking kid he's like 21 and if i could um make my daughter marry someone <laughs> i think he might have done my mic once but i can't remember his name because he it's only did funny. it once he's a nice kid he's a good boy very smart yeah him and alec flynn i would totally betroth her to alec <laughs> and they have beautiful children with great teeth um well that's a theory. Smart. He'd be, and he's super smart too. I mean, regardless of what his comedy says, he's, he just got a degree in finance. He's going to do well and he's pretty and he'll, he'll, he'll stock. Yeah. You know? If we have a world to go back to in a couple months, she's got be fine. <laughs> if the, if the cooler heads eventually prevail. Her boyfriend's and, okay, I guess. I don't think he's good enough for her, but. Well, you're just being a mom now. She's a good, she's too good for anybody. Um, my boys, I love their girlfriends. Thank God. I know <laughs> they stay together forever. I know they're teenagers and they started in high school, but my boys are always going to need a little bit of care. I did the best I could, you know, but yeah. uh, they need a woman to help take <laughs> care of them. 
Because oh, my man. older son got sick right before I moved away, and he was like so sweaty. He was just sweating through all of his blankets, and I had to go in there and wake him up and make sure he drinks water. And I was like, who's going to make sure he drinks water if I'm not here if he gets sick? And then his girlfriend came over, and she stayed the night one night, and it wasn't when he was sick, but he was at work. And first of all, I was like, why are you here? And she tried to lie to me, but her mom was out of town and she was staying the night at my mm -hmm. house. And she was like, she's 17. She's a senior. I was like, you don't need to lie to me. It's fine. But you know, your mom, but her mom did think she was there because she's friends with my other youngest child and her mom didn't know her and Caleb were together. <laughs> oh. She was staying the night with Alex because Alex mm -hmm. is like queer and gender fluid and it doesn't matter. It, like his female friends stay over and their parents don't care. And so, um, but anyway, I found out she was staying there. But while he was at work, she cleaned his room. She did all of his laundry. She folded it. She put it away. Mm. But she was just bored there by herself. And I was like, he's going to be all right. Yeah. She'll, yeah he's he, really well, good to her. Huh? He's really good to her. They're very cute. Well, I was going to say, as long as it's yin and yang, if she doesn't feel like she's doing something she doesn't want to do, yeah. then they're good. I did all that shit. That was me in, in my relationship with my ex-wife. I... I did all the cooking and cleaning. I was fine with it. Yeah. You know, yeah, she's a, she's a good kid. They love each other. Hopefully, maybe they're one of the few that actually stay together. Hopefully. It's, it's early on. That's that's the hard part. But he's asking, though, he's not leaving her. <laughs> he's fixated. It's on. Yeah. You know what I mean, he, he doesn't look at other girls. He doesn't even know they exist. And so he is obsessed with her. You know what I mean? And yeah. so... She's going to have to leave, and then it's going to be... Like, he had one other girlfriend he was with for two years before her, and when they broke up, it was the worst. Like, he was crying forever, and he was just, mm. like, walking around the house with his phone, just... <laughs> <laughs> making a bowl... Like, the final straw, he's making a bowl of cereal, and as he's pouring it, he's crying. And then he's just standing in the kitchen, crying and eating a bowl of cereal, like... <laughs> oh, I was like, that's enough. It's enough. Yeah. In six months... I don't mean to sound. Oh Jesus! Six I don't, months. Yeah, I don't mean to sound sound mean, but can you just go cry in your room or in Seriously. your car? You have a perfectly good car to cry in. God, yeah, that sounds like something out of a funny movie. Crying into your cereal. It was, and I couldn't. Uh, I I wanted to laugh at him, but I couldn't. Yeah. Because that would be too cruel. We did laugh at him once he was out of the room. Like you see that shit. But yeah, I was like, just go cry in your room, buddy. I can't take it. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the shower like a normal person. I, God. Did you I'm ever sorry see... I have emotions, Mom. I'm not oh. a machine. Oh, it's been six months. Come on. Yeah. Did, did you ever see uh, Swingers? Did you ever see that movie? I don't think so. It's pretty funny. It's Vince Vaughn's first movie. John Favreau's in it. And there's just... Uh, it's it's just funny. He's just... John Favreau's been broken up over this woman for like a year. And, you know, it's just one of those things where he, he's like, dude, eventually his friends are just like, you got to stop, you know, has to like almost break into his apartment to go see him. And he drops a Subway sandwich in his lap and go, OK, come on, eat something, shave, we're going out. Let's, yeah. Yeah. you know, you got to you got to move on. You know, I mean, I had when I got divorced, I was like, I don't know if this is such a good idea. I went back to her a couple of times and she's like, uh, fuck yourself. And I was like, all right. And eventually <laughs> Like, so it's like, I really was. And she's just like, okay, those, okay, I got the hint now. You know, I fucked up and you're done and uh, you're done forever. You know, 
it's, it's all right. That happens. I was really depressed, but it wasn't about a man. It was because of my daughter and stuff and some shit with her. And my best friend did come over. She'd come over a couple times, and I was just like my bedroom and got progressively grosser. And uh, she finally came over and was like, this is enough. Get your fucking ass up. Yeah. Get these trash bags. This is enough. You're going to fucking, you know, get out of this basement. And I was like, I don't want to. You know, be <laughs> sad. Um, but no, we we took out six black trash bags of garbage out of my. I had a huge basement, like unfinished basement room, so it was a big room. But yeah, I was just we had a living room area down there. I had everything but a bathroom, so I I just spent most of my time down there. And she was like, if I find a bucket that you've been pissing in, I was like, I haven't been pissing in a bucket. <laughs> gone upstairs. Not that bad. <laughs> This isn't train spotting. <laughs> God, this, yeah, that sounds, yeah. <laughs> You're pissing in a bucket, that's a new low. <laughs> I'm, I still went upstairs. I still had the kids to deal with. You know, they were yeah. uh, eighth and ninth grade. They're yeah. pretty self-sufficient, though. That's good. No, that means you did something right. That was my job as a parent, was to raise self-sufficient children that work. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's preparing them for the world they're going to enter. That's all you can do. <laughs> Working myself out of a job, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, that's yeah. What I did. and then I left. I took off. I was like, bye, kids. Mommy's got to live her dream. Yeah, well, hey, if you – at least you know, they're all in their teens and not higher. I, I Louis C.K. They're all productive huh? members of society. Even yeah, that's what matters. She's a horrible, my oldest daughter is a terrible human being, but she's a self-sufficient, productive member of society. So. Yeah, Louis C.K. said one time in one of his stand-ups a long time ago, she wasn't even, I think the daughter was like eight or ten, and he just said, I've done what I can at this point. All this, the important stuff's in her. He said, he, he said, I'm just a fat landlord now. <laughs> it's really, and in a way it is. I mean, I'd like with my 15 year old, I know I've either done, he's either going to be fine or he's not going to be fine. And then they're just shitty roommates, teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the, and I'm lucky. He's actually a pretty good roommate. He needs to clean up after himself a little more. But other than that, especially during this time, I've been my telling God, everybody how lucky I am. He's going to go into the bathroom while they're playing <laughs> video games. What do they do? Pissed in two liters. Oh, Jesus. Well, first it was cups. Like, with no, at least the two liter had a lid. Yeah. One time it was a yogurt container. I, one time I kicked over a cup underneath the desk uh. of urine, and it spilled on the um, power outlet, the very expensive power outlet, and ruined it. And, uh, and they would never admit to who it was that peed in it. It's like who peed in this two liter and they wouldn't admit to it. I have a joke about it. There, you, I don't care what age you are and how much you are into gaming. If you're peeing into a container instead of putting it on pause, you need to reassess. My son does it. It's like, I don't get it. It's like, why can't no, you guys no. pause this? I did the best I could, you know. No, I, that's all right. I just, I don't get, no. And there's a lot, I'm not saying it's just you. Like there are a lot of guys that, did this, that do this. There, there's a, like, an old gaming magazine, I forgot what it was called, but they did a challenge where they just put on diapers. <laughs> they just sat and shit themselves and pissed themselves as long as they could. I was like, all right, there's a thing you can do, I suppose. No. That's all right. Hey, like you say, as long as they're doing, hey, they're not serial killers, they're paying their taxes. <laughs> their teachers were always shocked because like, when my youngest kid was in seventh grade, 
his teacher was like, I give him his chances and chances and chances and he doesn't, he's not turning in his homework. I'm like, well, give him a zero. She said, if I give him a zero, he'll fail. He'd be failing all his classes if his teachers were doing that. And I was like, well, let him fail then. Let him yeah. be held back a year. I don't understand. Why are you giving him chances? That's not reality. And yeah. they were just shocked that I was like, <laughs> hold him accountable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't make him do his homework. Yeah. Yeah, that has to be on him. And I, that's what I tell this kid already doesn't want to be in high school. He's a freshman and he hates it. And I'm like, there is, there's, you need to get a high school education. You need to get a diploma. That's what you need to do. self-motivated or they're not, I can't drag him through life, man. Yeah. And the good thing about him is he's like, really, he's trying to design his own video game at 15. He's really into that stuff. He's into doing graphic art and stuff. But I'm like, you still need to get that piece of paper. I just told him in life, there's want to and have to. This is a this is a have to. Getting decent grades and getting through high school is not that hard. I did it. I'm an idiot. So you can do it. But yeah, it is it is funny. I mean, it's hard lazy. Yeah. And this one this one can be too. It's it's hard because I get it. Like I say, I tell, I I scraped through high school. I, I didn't like it. I was lazy, but dude, you can do the minimal and still pass. Just do that. I don't even I didn't even care about his grades at a certain point. I was like, just pass your fucking class. Yeah. Yeah, get straight D's. Who cares? Yeah, just pass. Oh, I wanted C's, but... Yeah. yeah. I actually made a deal with him about C's. I told him I'd up his allowance if he got C's and above. He's got he's got a couple A's, but he's got a couple F's. So I'm like, bring the F's up. You'll be all right. My parents, my dad was going to buy me... This was in 1993. It was a 1985 Ford Mustang. that had like little slats on the back. Right. Yeah. A two-door. And... Uh, yeah, I remember and, those. And I was going to, it was my friend's car and he was getting a better one and he was going to buy it for me if I just got straight C's, but I felt banned and I felt gym, but I got some B's in some other classes. So he wanted to go ahead and buy me the car because I passed, passed everything to them. <laughs> and um, my mom was like, no, we said straight C's. You are not buying her a car. I swear I will leave you. And because um, <laughs> there was times like uh, freshman homecoming, she went out of town and I was, I was grounded and he oh, gave me money to buy my homecoming stuff and let me go to homecoming and buy oh, shit. and stuff. And when she got home, she was pissed. Oh, I bet, yeah. And uh, he tried to just be like, well, you know, she said she was sorry. And uh, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> my mom was so mad. Oh, yeah. Crying, see, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, yeah, and when your parents, oh God, when one undo undoes another's, oh, that's awesome. You're never gonna <laughs> learn. You take care of her, then you deal with her. Um, <laughs> my mom, when I was 16, was gonna move out. It was when I called her a stupid fat cunt, and she started packing her stuff, and she started packing my little brother's stuff. He was probably four or five. He was almost five, and uh, he's crying, and my dad's like, "Don't leave," and she was gonna go stay with my grandma with my dad's mother because she couldn't stand living with me she worked at target it was christmas time it was, she was working a lot of overtime she's very stressed out yeah. and i was like no you don't have to leave i'll leave and so i moved out for like two months i moved in with my boyfriend and his family and stuff and his mom just didn't care she was a terrible mother and um then we got in a really bad car wreck and i rolled his mom's car third time i'd ever driven i thought that i could smoke a cigarette and deal with my cup of coffee from the gas station and just instead of going oh, with her, and so they had, they came to the hospital. I hadn't talked to them in two months. I spent that whole Thanksgiving and Christmas away from my family. And I actually was not that upset about it. <laughs> then I got in this wreck and I wanted my mommy. 
And um, I got a really bad concussion. And my boyfriend, who was just a 17-year-old loser stoner dude, um, who dropped out of high school and never was a loser for the rest of his life. I, I saw him later in our 30s. He was supposed to not let me sleep, and he was not waking me up. And so he just played video games and let me sleep for 24 hours. And so I went back home so my mom could take care of me, and then I just stayed. And then after that, they quit kind of telling me what to do. As long as I cleaned up my mess outside of my room, she just gave up on me. Well, and there's that time where, like you, like we were saying earlier, you get to 16, 17, they're like, this is, this is the person – they, they still have growing up to do, and they probably will, but I can't do any more with this. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. Sorry, I know this might be a stupid question, but I'm just checking. You've been recording this, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, dang it. The light's not on. She can hear me. I'm not okay. using the video. I'm just using the audio. Oh, see? Okay. <laughs> this thing oh, is off. Uh, you so. must have done it just for a second, because I think that light's been on most of the time on the mic. All right. But thank you. All right. Love you, Dad. Yeah, I love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I love his hair. He did great. Yeah, he. It was funny. He, he did that to his mom, um, which makes me think he has some sort of superpowers. Uh, his mom had kind of wavy hair, but it went like that while he was in the womb with her. I didn't know that could be done. And her hair went super curly during the pregnancy. Then he came out with that. Um, it's been not always that curly. His baby is a little less cur curly, but. It's been that way for quite a while. Maybe. It is. It's, it's, it, it, it's kind of, yeah. So, yeah, he got, got it from both ends probably. But his is, yeah, his is like a fro. And as you can see, I don't know if you can see, he kind of cut half of it. He said, he's like, I'm going to cut half. I'm going to do what you want. I don't care. It's hair. <laughs> I don't care. As long as you're a decent person and yeah. I'll your shit, I don't care. And, then, and he said, well, this is a smart time to do it too since – you know, if I don't like it, no one's going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's my head. I yeah. like it. It's so much easier. Yeah. It's. I don't need hair. No. Yeah. I don't care. It really is funny when you think about it. Why did we ever give a shit? It's so weird when you think in the, what, how long has that been around? How long has it been a thing that women typically, you know, or whatever you want to call it. I don't. Know? I don't shave. I, I I don't shave my armpits anymore unless they eventually start to annoy me and I'll shave them. Like when it starts getting yeah. hot, but I only shave them because they're making me uncomfortable. Or like my leg hair, I'll shave it when it's annoying me. Yeah. But I don't shave it because somebody else wants me to shave it. Yeah, I have a I have a friend. Gosh, she's a lot younger than me. She's in her thirties, but uh, it, it's and she's like you. She's got really dark hair and. Uh, she doesn't shave her armpits either. And it doesn't bother me because my mom didn't do it back in the 70s. So I don't care. But it is kind of shocking because she's very fair. And then she had like the sleeveless dress on and she raised her arm. It's just that thing that you're not, yeah. You're just not used to seeing it. I'm, <laughs> I'm really well. My hair is real dark, yeah. Yeah, and, and especially against your white skin. And it was the same with her. And she, it was like a party. And it, I was... I forget I knew, about it. I forget all about it. Yeah, I mean, that's the way she is, too. And my friend's like, holy shit. He was all blown away. He's like, Jesus, I was not expecting that. I go, yeah. I, I, it's really I, long. You could braid it. <laughs> but it starts getting tangled together when it's hot. So I end up shaving it in the summer. That's so funny. I don't, I, I don't, I barely have any. Italians are supposed to be super hairy people. And I'm not going to show you. I'm embarrassed. You got more than me. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, it's November. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I just, I don't know why. It's like, I'm not super hairy for an Italian guy, to be honest. I mean, I got this, but I got, I think I dodged that bullet, um, uh, which is kind of nice. Are you out? Out of water. Um, you got everything you need? <laughs> <laughs> but I think is I'm going to cut it now. We can be done. Yeah, I was going to say, I got, I should probably, oh yeah, especially if you're doing that. We've got to whittle down all the way to armpit hair. <laughs> probably, we're out of subjects. Oh yeah, and you're dying. All that stuff in my throat. Okay, that that's but, a good good time to cut it. I had fun. <laughs> nice to talk to you, and I hope that we can see each other in person someday soon. Some eventually, yeah. And don't die. I'm not gonna die. I'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll good. See. It was fun talking. I had a good time. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Have a great night. You too.